the eye of the storm. Yeah. And the eye of, well, eye of the tiger. Well, too. I just was going to say the <laughs> eye of the tiger. <laughs> Love that song. Welcome to Cadence and Kale, a 30-minute podcast designed to talk over last week's blog post, The Fog. Dun, dun, dun. This is Vale, and my 10-word intro is 11 words today, but it, ha- it was necessary. I'm discovering who I am is who I've been all along. Awesome. I like who you are and who you've been all along. Actually, I love who you are and who you've been all along. This is Diane, and my 10-word intro today is... I'm really gaining clarity about where and who I am. Just so you know, we're linked. (laughs) For this episode, we will talk about the fog. We already wrote about it freestyle on the blog, so check it out on cadenceandkale.com, where you can also find the show notes. If you are a faithful listener, A, we love you, and B, you already know this, Um, If you are just chiming in for your first time, it's important that you know that for the body of this podcast, no edits are made. We don't plan it. What happens here is real and raw. It's kind of like Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays (laughs) in Vegas. So it stays right in the podcast. It stays in the microphone. (laughs) Well, actually, no, because then there's a, yeah. Today, we'll continue putting the magic in motion. Yep. As always, rock, paper, scissors to see who asks the first question. Ooh, Diane won. So, I am going to ask the first question today, Belle. Okay, great. Okay. So, when you realize that you're in the fog... Is there something you do to snap out of it, or do you let the weather settle naturally with time? Well, I think there's two situations. I think sometimes when I'm in the fog, I'm not even aware I'm in the fog. Like, I'm going, you know, it's kind of like I'm on autopilot. I'm going through my day, and I don't realize that I'm not fully aware of what's happening. That's when, like, the terrible things happen. Like, when I'm not aware of it, that's when I drop, this literally happened, drop my keys on the street and then have to call my in-laws to come rescue me because my husband's traveling and I can't get back into my house. Like, those are things that happen when I'm not aware that I'm in the fog because I, I think, and then when I know that I'm in the fog, when I become conscious of it, I think that I actually do let the weather settle in. I think it's a better scenario. And then the weather settling in, but I have to be, and you talked about this, I have to slow down. Like when I realize that I'm in the fog, I have to be more careful about 
how I'm proceeding in the world. And that could be more careful about where my keys are and I'm not dropping them in the middle of the street in Mexico. Or it could be more careful with my words um, and more careful with my interactions um, with other people because um, we talked a bit about fog can some be, sometimes the fog in our brain and our head can sometimes be brought on by a lack of sleep. And I think just naturally with our lack of sleep, we tend to not have access to responding to people. We react. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm aware that the weather has moved in, if I slow down, then I'm able to kind of be responsive rather than reactive. Well, yeah, and it's like real weather. Like you have this cold front and this warm front, and they don't like if they just like clash, then tornado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not want to be a tornado. No, I don't think any of us do want yeah. to be the tornado or the storm. Right. But that is like the reactionary person True. in us. We're like weather systems. Yeah, we're a weather system. We are a weather <laughs> system. <laughs> oh God. <coughs> Excuse me. I usually like to be sunny in about 75. It's funny <laughs> that you're giving yourself a weather report because at my last training that I did, no, it was a, it was at uh, the conference that I went to in, in what's that country I went to? Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to describe ourselves as a weather system. Mm. And it was, people were like, sunny with a chance of showers or. Well, I would say that like. My ideal would be sunny in 75, but I am not a sunny in 75 all the time. No. Because weather systems move in. I think that I said that I was the center of the storm. I was the center of the hurricane because I felt composed, but there was I felt like there was so much going on around me that I was like, if I move in any direction, I'm going to get caught up in the storm. The eye of the storm. Yeah. And the eye of, well, eye of the tiger, too. Well, I just was going to say the <laughs> eye of the tiger. <laughs> Love that song. I was ahead of the tune. I wanted to jump ahead. Okay. So, Diane, you mentioned two types of fogs. One that blinds you and that one that's caused by fatigue. How are those fogs the same and how are they different? Oh, you're asking me to verbalize a Venn diagram, are you? Yeah. Okay. In the center of the Venn diagram, how are they the same? Um, so at the end of the post, I, I talk about how, you know, when you're in the fog, whether it be caused by fatigue or literal fog that you're driving through, I think you need to slow down. Um, they're the same in that you can't See, you don't have peripheral vision. You only have a really limited sight. And therefore, things happen outside of your, your sense, your sense of sight. So you dropping your keys, you were saying, like, you didn't even know that you were in the fog. That's what fog is. It, like, it limits you to uh, a really small scope of your senses, Right? Especially your, I want to say your vision, because fog like affects your vision, real fog. Um, but I think when you're in a sleep fog, 
everything is affected. You just have a really small bubble that you are functioning in, and there's so much going on around you that you don't know exists. It's your blind spot. It creates such an enormous blind spot, even bigger than what we already have. Like, we all walk around with these huge blind spots, right? Which are really interesting what blind spots are, if you ever think about it. Like, it's not something that you're ignoring, but it's what you don't what you don't know you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it almost gives you permission to have this blind spot because it's not your fault. There's no fault. Um, it's just a blind spot. And I think that fog creates an even bigger lack of awareness. How are they different? So that was how they were the same. How is a sleep fog different than a um, than actual fog? So a sleep fog, I'd rather have actual fog than sleep fog. Um, actual fog, at the beginning of my post, I mentioned how I was driving through that fog and how nervous I was, but at least I am, have my wits about me and I'm aware and in control as much as I can be. But when you're in a sleep fog... Oh, it's just like, I just feel like I'm in a drunken stupor. Like I walk into the office sometimes and I'll like point to somebody and be like, I had some, I was going to talk with you about something, I think, but I have no idea what it was. So I'll go back up to my office and I'll be like, why did I go down to the office to talk to that person? You know, or yeah, yeah. Well, I think maybe you're even saying that, you know, actual fog, we are aware of it. So maybe it's similar to the question that you asked me. So when you are aware and when you're not aware. But I like the the discrepancy you made even between um, actual fog blinding you and just being a visual fog and the difference between a fatigue fog or whatever is causing you in your day-to-day life to feel like you're not as alert as possible, that's affecting everything. That's affecting Mm -hmm. your memory and, yeah, and probably your vision and probably what you're hearing from other people. So it's probably affecting your hearing to a certain extent. I almost feel like real fog affects what you can see in front of you and sleep fog affects everything around you. Mm. It's peripheral. It's behind you. It's in front of you. It's in you. It's all those blind spots. Yeah. Whereas actual fog really only affects what you're looking at in front of you. Yeah. Cool. But I guess it's scary then. So then let me just elaborate on that. So say you're driving or even walking. Like, I mean, if you're in the fog and you can't see what's around you, that's pretty scary too. I'm just, I'm just really stuck on this whole like driving down the street from Toronto to Meaford. We also couldn't see what was coming from the side. So there are things there that are out of your control as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Question number two, Vale. 
You talk about wanting to break through the technicolor opening. Do you think that there's any advantage to actually being in the fog? Cool, interesting. I feel like I asked a similar question. We'll see if I get to it. Um, well, I think one of the things I wrote about is I think so many things in life, in order to experience something fully, you have to almost be able to experience the opposite. So happiness and sadness, right? I think if we never experienced deep, dark sadness, would our happiness be as exhilarating or would those moments, um, you know, when you're just truly present and truly alive and happy be as, um, as exciting. Um, so I think the one thing that I can think of with the fog is that having experienced that and having those days where you just kind of feel off and you're not yourself gives you this realization that when you're on and you're with it, that, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So it kind of gives you that contrast. I also think that maybe the other advantage of having the fog to a certain extent, particularly for someone like me, is that um, permission to not be perfect. This permission that to be okay with the fact that you're not going to be working you know, or running at all cylinders. That's something I say like all the time. And so sometimes the fog will remind you that maybe you need to slow down. And I think that our bodies do that. I think our bodies, um, quite often are the ones that make us stop and slow down. Um, even if we don't want to, even if we're not ready for it. And so the fog is, it's slowing us down when we need to put the brakes on a bit. I love it. That's a whole other podcast, When the Body Says Slow Down. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. We could both speak to that, I'm sure. Yes. I was just having a conversation about that the other day. Really? Yeah. And I think my body has told me that's enough several times in my life. And it's best to listen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't ignore the body. It no. is so intuitive. It is smarter than you. Uh-huh. So, and I think this is a different question, but this definitely kind of connects to what we're talking about. Um, this is for Diane. I said, you name your fog as motherhood. <laughs> All parents, and especially moms, can speak to the fog that comes with having a child. Do you think there's a greater purpose to parent fog? Oh, geez. A purpose to the fog. Well, I think that the alternative to fog would just be burnout. I mean, I can function in my fog. I'm a high-functioning fog liver. Um, <laughs> I can function in my fog, and it's, it's funny, though. When I'm around my kids, <clears throat> I, I, I don't feel it as bad. Like, they give you an energy that you're just simply not allowed to turn off when you're taking care of your kids. 
right? Like I can't just turn off and be like, okay, Cammie, I'm done. And it's 7.30 PM and make her take care of herself and, you know, entertain herself for the next however many hours before she goes to bed. Cause she's a night owl. Um, so maybe it's to make you slow down in other parts of your life so that when you're with your kids, you have this reserve of energy, this very small reserve, but that lasts for a really long, like it's potent. It's a very small reserve, but for some way and somehow it allows you to like get through every day with a smile on your face and enough love in your heart and enough games and songs and, you know, um, activities to entertain and parent your children. So yeah, if there was, was a bigger purpose, I would say that it's for you to slow down in other areas of your life so that you can be the best parent that you can be for your kids when you're with them. I actually had a visual. Oh, I like, it's like my first one. I know. So, you know, when you're like windshield fogs up, Mm -hmm. like I was just envisioning your kids being the defroster. Oh, you know how they like, and it just clears up magically. And then you can see that they have this like magical defrosting power. And then, you know, when they're not there. Yeah. See? Yeah. I feel like I've gotten the visual power from you. (laughs) (laughs) Handed it off, young Jedi. (laughs) I really appreciate that you had a visual. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So. My little defrosters. Yeah. Yeah. They're just kind of wiping it away for you. Well, yeah. Well, like, just evaporating it. Uh Uh-huh. While they're around. Yeah, and so they are powerful. Yeah. Oh, they're so powerful. Yeah. Beyond measure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Veil. You actually answered part of my question number three already, so I'm going to skip to four and maybe come back to three. Um, you close your writing by saying that you'll bring compassion to your fogginess and try to let go. What is it that you're really trying to let go of? Well, I think I already answered this, too. I think I'm trying to let go of perfectionism. I think when I am in the fog, I off, like I, I would say that a reaction that I've had is this frustration that I just can't turn the defroster on, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, like, fighting against it. I'm... You know, why can't I just have more energy or I, I should be more bubbly or I should, you know, be able to like check all of my to-do lists off. And so I think there's, a, you know, on those moments and those days where we feel off and we're not living up to what I, we think our potential should be, I often am, am trying, like I get frustrated and I think I need to let go of, you know, if I'm off today, there will be another day. When I'm not off and I will, you know, rock whatever I'm doing, but just kind of letting go of my expectation for me to be perfect on days when I'm not feeling perfect. And, and I think this is not letting go, but I think one of the things that I really struggle with is asking for help and allowing for other people to help me. And I think 
so it's letting go of having to be in control of everything and knowing when you need help and knowing when um, it's okay to say, I don't have everything together today. Can you help me? Because on the flip side, I would want to be the person if someone came in and said, I didn't sleep all that night last night or, you know, I'm having this terribly emotional day or whatever, that I would want to be the person that could step up and help if I'm not in the fog. Um, so kind of just, yeah, can we help each other out when, help the sister out when the fog settles in? Yeah. And, and do you think it's important to communicate that you're in the fog? Like to let people know, like I'm having an off day or... I think sometimes, and I think with some people, like, I wouldn't want to, like, you know, walk into work for a year and be like, I'm just in the fog, pardon my inability to work, you know? Um, but I think there are moments when we need to be truthful and say, look, this, you know, this is, today is a day where I'm not going to be my best, and and ask for the help that we need, but should we overshare or I think that's tough. I think it's tough in a work environment that, um, I think we should be able to really be honest with each other about where we're at day to day. But I think companies and schools and organizations being what they are, I think sometimes you do kind of need to suck it up, but I think that, you know, if you felt like it was really going to affect something, then why not? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a balance between being authentic and, I don't want to say using it as a crutch, but, um, I don't know. I don't know what other term I would use. Yeah, and I think, you know, if I was going to think about, like, a, a situation, you know, I think if I was in a situation where I really felt like, uh, for whatever reason, that I wasn't going to be able to perform to my abilities or make something happen that needed to happen, I would probably choose one person, mm-hmm. and it probably would not be my boss, to say, hey... Today is not the day for me. Like help a sister out. Yeah, help a sister out. Can yeah. you step up yeah. and 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 like I said, I would hope that I could do the reciprocal. Exactly. And I was just gonna say people appreciate that opportunity. Like mm-hmm. when somebody comes into my office and says, I need help, mm-hmm. I'm happy to help them. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, people like to help other people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? Yeah. Things aren't all bad in the world. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm skipping to number four, too. I'll do it. Because I love that you talked about turning off your high beams. So she talks about, a little bit about, like, when you're in the fog, what to do. So what does it look like to turn them down, your high beams? Or what else is possible when you turn down the high beams? <clears throat> Well, I think that when your high beams are on, <laughs> I know I'm getting a visual <laughs> that should not be shared on the podcast. 
<laughs> Can I reframe the question? You grow high beams. I think when you're using your high beams. Okay. Um, get like literal, you're projecting out, right? Figuratively, you're projecting out. Um, so I think that when you turn off your high beams, you're able to project in. Okay. And maybe nurture and see what, where your responsibility lies. And in that, what I mean is taking care of yourself. Like rather than projecting out and say you're just not in this good space or place, it's really easy to point fingers and, and blame um, if something doesn't go your way. Or, or even how you said like responding, uh, using your words, like it's easy to... Yeah, to not take responsibility for the imperfection that you are at that given time, which is all of us, Mm -hmm. every single second of the day, right? Um, And I think that when you take the high beams off and when you stop projecting, you can look inside and see, you know, what do I need? What do I need right now? Am I able to nurture? How am I going to pull myself through this? Or just be with it. Not necessarily pull through it like we were talking about this morning. Like being strong doesn't always mean like breaking through something. Mm -hmm. It could mean just being with it until the fog settles. Mm -hmm. And then moving on. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I mean by turning off the high beams. I also like that you mentioned asking that question, what do I need? You know, and I think a lot of times we don't ask ourselves that question and um, that can, that I maybe, and maybe that asking you that, asking yourself that question allows you to settle in and ride it out, but knowing what you need to be able to do that. Yeah. Instead oh, of power, I've got all these visuals. I've oh, got gosh. like riding the wave on the surfboard. I've got like sitting on a bicycle and not pedaling, just cruising, mm-hmm. putting the car in like automatic pilot, <laughs> mm-hmm. just like riding it out. Right. Yeah, and I really do. I love the ocean metaphor for that, like the riding it out because the waves will come. Oh yeah. But then, you know, you're if you're, you know, swimming against it. No. You know, it's going to be so much more difficult. Oh, no, you're but if get you're, pummeled. uh huh. But if you just kind of ride those waves, ragdoll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Ragdoll. Ragdoll through it. it. Uh huh. You might get like flung around a little bit. Mm hmm. But then you'll come up for air, and the the waves will settle, and yeah, mm-hmm. life will go on. Mm hmm. All right. Question number four, previously known as question number three. (laughs) You write about needing to experience one side to feel the opposite. Would you say clarity is the opposite of fog? Explain. Yeah, I mean, I did talk a little bit about that. I, I would say that that doesn't mean that when you're in the fog, you can't have any clarity. 
Um, I think um, when I'm at my best and I'm not feeling um, tired or overworked or too stressed or all those things that can cause um, the fog, I think I see things more clearly and I do think that I um, have more clarity on what I want and what my next steps are and things like that. But I think that when you're in the fog, there still are things that can become clear to you. And, and, may, and maybe the part of that is um, that you have to slow down. And sometimes when we slow down, um, that process allows us to recognize things that we would have just, you know, sped past. Um, so are they opposites? Maybe. But maybe not. Hmm. So, yeah, I guess, it, and it really depends. Um, it really depends on the person and the meaning that you attach to the word at any given time. Right. Yeah. Just kind of like everything. Of course. Like, who are we in this moment? Or what does that mean to me right, right now? Ever-changing. Mm-hmm. That's why we do the 10-word intros, you guys, differently every, every podcast because we kind of we understand that we're never the same person one day apart. And so we do these 10-word intros as to who we are right this moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Last question. Um, we both mentioned causes and possible remedies for the fog. Even with all this information, why do you think we fall prey to fog? <clears throat> um, I don't think it's I don't think it's a matter of falling prey. I think it's an inevitability. Just like literal fog. Like it's going to happen to you, to me, to everybody. And um, and for whatever reasons. I mean, we I talk a lot about sleep deprivation because that's the fog that I've been living in for I don't know how long. Um, but it can be, yeah, it can be medication. I've never been on a strong enough medication to make me feel foggy, I don't think. I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, after my last surgery, remember the pain medication that they kept giving me and I couldn't see? I was like, remember? Yeah, that's fog. That night. Yeah, that was like, well, I mean, it wasn't a brain fog. It was like an eye fog. A full. Yeah, it was a literal. Felt like there was something. That's the blinding the fog. Yeah, the blinding fog. Um, I think it's inevitability. So I, I don't think it's something that we fall prey to. And maybe it's, you know, like as you said earlier, like maybe it's a necessity. It's a necessity and we can't see the greater good while living in it because it's, you can't always see it's like Steve Jobs connecting the dots from, you can only connect the dots from, what does he say? You can't connect behind, the, but yeah, in, yeah, in like in ret- yeah, in retrospect, looking back on it, yeah, and think. it's the same, like the same as the fog. Like when you're in a tough situation or something that's uncomfortable, you don't naturally go to, well, this is happening for a reason, and this is for my own good. But 
perhaps in retrospect, then we'll be able to see, oh, well, that was necessary. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily good, but it was necessary. Mm. You know, necessary doesn't mean that it was felt good. No. Right? No, but I mean, yeah. There are so many things in life that you can look back on and say, I understand now why that happened. It doesn't mean it was easy. Exactly. And it doesn't mean that it was something you welcome. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean either that it was for the better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's maybe not for the better, but it leads you to where you are. Yes. And you connect the dots backwards and you say, oh, yeah. Right. In order for me to be here. That was necessary. That was necessary. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, the timer went. went. The timer went. I am kind of going to be off the cuff with my sentence starters today because I didn't really... Oh, I was going to give it to you. I was going to put you in the hot seat. Oh. I, but I think I was the last one in the hot seat, wasn't I? Wasn't, I don't know. I was just like, well, well I'm going to have something up my sleeve just in case. I don't, I really don't have much up my sleeve, but I'm going to put you in the hot seat. I'm in, I, all right. So, um, my first one is. Do I have to finish your sentence? You're going to finish this okay. sentence. If I was a yoga pose, I would be. Well, the first tree. Okay. Um, I am true to myself when. I'm in the bathtub. <laughs> Oh, she is so true in <laughs> that not, bathtub. I, but the thing is, I have not had a bath for so long. I just can't wait to have one. Oh. Truth will come out. When? <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't even know what that means. I don't, like, I don't, don't even know either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just yeah, came out. It, this it, is it, what. It, that's what the hot seat it's is. What came to my mind first? Might have been the fog talking. <laughs> <It could've been. laughs> When the, when I step through the fog, I see. I want to say everything. Mm. Okay. Cool. Um, when I slow down, this is possible. Speeding up. Oh. Yeah, you, you say something like that all the time. I have you have to slow down to speed up. Yeah, I love that. That's where I'm living right now. In the uh-huh. slowdown. Um, and my favorite moment of being in any fog is when I've got two feet on the ground. Ex- expand on that <laughs> a little bit. Well, like literally. I want to have, like, okay, so I, I went right to your, how you mentioned your hike through Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. I want to physically have two feet on the ground and be, like, on a hike, or I want to be outside walking. You don't want to be... I don't want to be driving. I don't want to be in an airplane. Okay. I don't want to... Okay. Yeah. I don't want to be in my sleep fog. Mm-hmm. I want to have two literal feet on the ground and have a nice patch of fog to dance around. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Turn on some tunes. Yeah, or just, or not. Or not. Yeah. Feel it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, as always, thanks so much for tuning in. And 
Um, if you can, make sure that you rate and review us on iTunes. And, and we will see you guys very soon, possibly in the fog, both of us. Just know that Vale and I are living there from time and what's the word I want to say? From now and again. Yeah, yeah. Now and again, mm-hmm. these days. Um, and thank you to Kelly and Kyle for our podcast riff. Mm-hmm. Our music. So... Until next time. Hasta luego. Bye. Bye.